We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is KCSN Update. I'm BJ Kissel, and this is your daily dose of Chiefs news and updates from us here at KC Sports Network. The AFC West standings are as follows after two weeks. The Chiefs are 2-0. The Chargers and the Broncos are both 1-1, one and one, and the Raiders are 0-2 after a pick six in overtime had them fall to the Arizona Cardinals at home. This is going to be a fun video to chat with my guy, Matt Miller from ESPN, who's going to join us for our normal Monday morning interview with his stock up, stock down report following that Chiefs win over the Los Angeles Chargers last Thursday. We've had a little time to let that marinate, but before we bring on Matt, a quick word from our friends at DraftKings. Kansas, the wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is officially live in Kansas just in time for football season. That means betting legally on sand game, parlays, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Again, that's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 21. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas. On behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. All right, now we bring on Matt Miller. Matt, I just mentioned where the AFC West rankings stand, and I don't know if if you heard me talk about this because you and I have known each other a long time, and I don't normally get out there and make these big proclamations, these big things. Uh, I normally pretty even keel, but I have said from the beginning that if the Chiefs go and win the division for a seventh straight year after everything that happened with the AFC West during the offseason, that I was going to be insufferable. Like everybody <laughs> went all in as much as they possibly could, and it still won't matter. Here we are two weeks into the season, Chiefs 2-0, everybody else looking up at them again. 
Yeah, uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? And I think it's also like you and I talked about this last Monday. So many people wrote off the Chiefs this offseason. And, you know, I living in Joplin, I heard it as well. You know, the, yeah. oh, my God, the Broncos got Russell Wilson and the Chargers got Khalil Mack. And, you know, it's just like it was never ending. And the Raiders got Devontae Adams. Two weeks yeah. in, none of that matters, right? Because all those teams are, like you said, looking up. And, you know, for the Raiders to be 0-2, I think it's probably the biggest surprise, but it's funny how you can, you know, you can polish that turd, but it's still, you, you know, it still is what it is. Right. And it, it feels that way to me, like the Raiders problems on the offensive line are still there. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you add the greatest receiver in the NFL, if your quarterback can't get him the ball or if you can't stop anyone. And so I, I think that those teams, you know, Justin Herbert played a hell of a game on Monday night uh, yeah. uh, or Thursday night, excuse me, but all those teams, at least early on, right? Two weeks in, we don't get too far ahead of ourselves. A lot of their issues yeah. are the same. The Broncos can't score points. Uh, the Chargers are struggling with injury again. And the, the Raiders are just getting dominated up front, on, really on both sides of the ball. Max Crosby, got to give him some love. He did have a good game, but it, it's at a loss yeah. where they can't tackle Kyler Murray when it counts. Yeah, and you don't have to look out far, far outside the AFC if you're looking for, like, surprise team. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, and two. Like, the comments... Dude, the comments from Lael Collins saying like, hey, you don't have to worry about anything like your bodyguards in town now. And they're having the same issues as if they didn't try to yeah. address the offensive line. But uh, let's stick with the Chiefs for this report. Um, every Monday we bring you on for your stock up, stock down report. And it'll be an interesting one coming out of that game against the Chiefs because, you know, the biggest takeaway for me is the Chiefs did not play well. And, yeah. and you have to give credit to the Chargers. I mean, that is what the Chargers are about. They have two of the top 10 top eight-ish pass rushers in the NFL and one of the best two or three safeties in the NFL. And those guys were playing lights out. But if you were looking at that game from a Chiefs fan perspective, they didn't play particularly well. The Chargers played pretty well outside of some mistakes and some play calling stuff that in the first half they probably want to have back. But Chiefs didn't play anywhere close to an A or a B game. And they still walked out victorious, which has got to be very difficult for the Chargers to swallow. I'm sure that was not a fun playing ride home um, or a very comfortable one for Justin Herbert, who, as you mentioned, really showed some stuff playing through what he did. I didn't think it was a great idea um, with your young quarterback in week two. But uh, all that was side, all that aside, what do you have as far as uh, your first player on our stock up report following that Chiefs win over the Los Angeles Chargers? Yeah, BJ, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head with that summary. I think you have to start with Jalen Watson uh, stock up. And <laughs> someone who came in with Tripping Duffy goes on IR, uh, you know, Jalen's going to have to step up. And he did it perfectly. You know, it, it reminded me in ways of that Malcolm Butler interception in the end zone uh, for the New England Patriots against the Seahawks. I was there with our buddy Matt Bowen in that end zone. <laughs> tell him Bowen like they gotta let him score and he's like you never let them score there's a ton of time left and and obviously that worked out well for them uh, but for Jalen to come up in that moment I think was huge and, and it's such a great story I know you guys have covered yeah. it well there at KCSN but that moment for him you know to get that boost of confidence now that his coaches are going to have confidence in him his teammates are going to have confidence in him so what a great moment on a gigantic national stage to, to win the game, you know, and, and when a game yeah. is hyped, deservedly so, as two of the great quarterbacks in this league right now, and for all the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes and all the gutsy big plays of Justin Herbert, it's a seventh round pick a corner who changes the game. And that's, that's why I love football, because it, it can mm -hmm. be that it can be this, you know, Goliath versus Goliath match of a quarterback. And it's some dude that people didn't even know about until Thursday night at about 10 o'clock when he made that play. 
it reminded me, and we talked about this on our 10 things episode. It reminded me the only debut that I remember having a rookie having like that at Arrowhead stadium for the first time he gets to kind of introduce himself in a regular season game was Marcus Peters. And you go back to that first Thursday night game he had against the Denver Broncos week two, same kind of scenario where he picked off Peyton Manning and went the other way. Now the chiefs ended up losing that game. A lot of people remember that game is the one where Jamal Charles fumbled the very end of that game and it was returned back and they ended up losing, but that was Marcus Peters kind of introduction. But again, Marcus Peters was from Washington, but he was a first round pick. There was a lot counted on him. And I just mentioned kind of everything that, you know, the AFC West division did during the offseason. And I know this is this is completely unfair, but this is the Internet. You look for funny things. I tweeted it out last night. But you look at what the Chargers did at cornerback over the offseason. They paid J.C. Jackson yeah. $82 million over five years. And he gets burnt. And granted, he's not 100% healthy. He was dealing with some stuff. But Justin Watson, who's the fifth wide receiver for the Chiefs from Western PA, you know, a guy that Brett Veach was absolutely right. going to love. But he beats their $82 million cornerback. And then the Chiefs offseason or one of their offseason additions at cornerback, seventh round rookie, returns at 99 yards for a touchdown. And I believe uh, NFL stats and research came out and said that that was the first time in NFL history that late in the game, a rookie draft pick had made a pick six in that kind of like that never happened right uh, late in the game to win a game like that uh but it's just the two differences between the teams and i can't imagine what brett veach is feeling up in the press box seeing his fifth receiver guy from western pa yep. uh, not far from where he's from beat their 82 million dollar guy and then when his first round pick trent mcduffie can't play with an injury so their seventh rounder is getting some more snaps he goes pick six all the way back that's got to be a, a swing that uh, Brett Veach has got to be feeling him feeling pretty good about yeah. uh, as he sits here and, even going into this weekend. And honestly, that was going to be my other stock up was Brett Veach. Swear to God, I had it written down <laughs> on my legal pad uh, because of this ability to like you got to go full circle here. When Brett took over for John Dorsey, there was not a lot of patience and there were fire Veach tweets. Yeah. I mean, you can look it up because I'm not making this up. It was a hashtag, right? <clears throat> Since that time, they've won a Super Bowl. Yeah, you it's this is now a model franchise and I think some of that is that Brett has hit on day three picks and to pick up someone like Justin Watson we've talked about Jalen uh Trey Smith last year and so Legereus Sneed who had a great game on Thursday night I think you have to look at some of those and I'm sure Brett Beach was high-fiving people in the box saying we did it again <laughs> and you know to do it with yeah. with Ryan Poles now the general manager of the Chicago Bears you're losing someone that you really valued on that staff as uh, a decision maker and an opinion former when evaluating players. And so for them to continue to find these, you know, lesser known talents, you know, we even saw Noah Gray get involved a little bit uh, on Thursday night. So I think that's, that's the key, yeah. you know, is for Veach to be able to, and I've screamed this from the mountaintops. We knew this roster was going to have some turnover because of the salary cap and because of age you, to stay competitive, they were going to have to draft well, because you can't just buy your way out of this situation with Tyree kill leaving and Tyron Matthew leaving. You had to draft well. And I think we saw that. And, you know, Wharton continues to make plays on the D-line. Uh, Chris Jones had a hell of a game. I mean, just he was unstoppable in the second half once they got him yeah. away from Zion Johnson. Uh, so, right. you know, there's a lot of guys you could highlight. But to me, it's it's what this front office has done and almost having to take like a thrift shop approach to what they're doing. You know, a lot of short-term deals for the receivers who, by the way, really didn't do a whole lot Thursday night. You know, it, yeah. Pat didn't get to throw the ball a whole lot. Time of possession was you know, pretty heavily swayed to the Chargers. They ran 20 more plays than the Chiefs. So we didn't see yeah. a big impact from the receivers, but we definitely saw it from some of these, you know, guys that, you know, you might've thought were bottom roster or, you know, third string guys, you know, having to step up and make plays.
Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Noah Gray because I know I I said this on our post game show that one of the most high leverage and I, when I say high leverage, what I'm saying I, I don't know if people understand that if it's not even the right place to use that phrase, but you know things aren't going well for the Chiefs' offense. It's a high pressure situation, and Patrick Mahomes threw to Noah Gray on a slant, and when he got tackled, I saw it was like a bigger white dude. I thought it was Kelsey. <laughs> And then right. when he stood up, I didn't realize there was no. I was like, "Holy cow!" Like, like, that's like a lot of trust, out, you know. Like, <laughs> like that's a lot right of there, trust yeah. in in that scenario to throw the ball because that's the exact kind of situation where he's just going to throw it to Kelsey. Like Can it we, doesn't matter how many guys are on him, Kelsey's going to get open. Exactly. But Noah Gray, granted, Mahomes is going to trust his guys, but for Noah Gray to be in that position and make that play was huge. And the other guy who made the plays, and I, I I'm assuming it'd be maybe on your honorable mention stock up, and I know we had briefly touched on him last Monday, I believe, it was Clyde edwards Lair. You know, I thought really early in that game, he provided the spark and then him running through Derwin James tackle. Maybe it was just me paying attention to that because I'm not on the sideline. I I can't get a gaze, but I I would be very hard pressed to not believe that everyone on the sideline that watched that play happen didn't get something going because Mm -hmm. of how good they know Derwin James is and how much he's really cleaning up everything on the back end that Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack don't wreck up front. I mean, they really are set up very, very well to be a dominant defense. And they had the Chiefs number for most of that game. That was not Patrick Mahomes' best game by any means. And there were some plays that Patrick Mahomes made that probably should have resulted in a much more negative play than they did. Um, But they found a way to overcome it. The Chargers made some mistakes and the Chiefs stepped up and, and did what they needed to do to win that game. But yeah, Noah Gray with his huge play. And then Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the one that that really stood out to me on that little Texas route out of the backfield where yeah. he ran through Derwin James that that kind of set up everything. I think they were down 10 at that point. And that was kind of the game changing play for me. Yeah, no, it definitely was. And I, I think you're right to see Clyde get going early this year is important. He looks healthy. He looks faster. I think there's more trust in him. It We're seeing more of what we saw at LSU yeah. with him being involved in the passing yeah. game so much, or, you know, even the, with that weird old school helmet he's wearing, you know, it's that I think we're seeing a little bit better contact balance. I mean, he's like five, five, he's hard to tackle anyway. Right. Right. But I think that that is a balance that this offense needed. And like you said, um, it was not Patrick's best night. You know, I think there were three passes that you say could have been, or maybe were intercepted that didn't end up counting. Uh, But that's going to happen, you know, over the course of a a 17 game Mm -hmm. season, you're going to have nights where you come out and you don't play your best. But as you said, to still get that win in the division, uh, your home opener is huge for just, you know, kind of that that chemistry and the the energy that you're going to have as a team, but also to take the Chargers down. To get that one win over them is enormous because they are a team that I think is going to be playing much better the second half of the season or the, you know, the fourth quarter of the season as they kind of gel. There's a lot a lot of new stuff going on there. It's the second year for this coaching staff. So I think we're, yeah. we're going to see a better Chargers team as we get into December. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash wire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It'll be interesting to see how Brandon Staley, uh, their head coach, plays it. Because, you know, we had talked so much in the leading up to that game and in the past about how aggressive he was and some, how that kind of hindered them. And it seemed like he went the other direction yeah. and was super conservative, besides the fact that he left his quarterback, who obviously could not protect himself. And I understand that everybody's going to – and I, I might be in the very small minority here, and this is coming from somebody trying to remove my bias of being a Chiefs fan. The player could not protect himself out there. And I understand that – if it's bruised ribs, and that's kind of what I was talking about. We had a second screen watch party. I was looking at Kent. I go, unless it's bruised ribs, where they 100% know that that's what it is, and it's just one of those, yeah. this is going to be really painful, but it's not going to hurt you. But the fact that you you can't move. We got outside the pocket, and he just threw it away. I'm like, this dude cannot protect himself right now. Do you really want to risk your franchise quarterback week two? Granted, it's a huge game, but it's a short week, and you've got a lot of season ahead of you. And I understand that. If he's not, if it doesn't linger and it's not anything that's going to be serious, he earned a lot of respect from his Absolutely. teammates and probably everyone around the league with what he did. So I completely understand that. I still don't think it was the right decision based on how he was moving and how much pain he seemed to be in to make his guy play through that. Um, I don't know what your take is on that, but I just, I, it made me uncomfortable the entire time. Oh, no, I, I had a tweet that I promptly deleted that was like, they got to take him out <laughs> because he can't protect himself. I had another tweet that yep. I didn't hit send on was, this is not a franchise with a great track record on quarterback rib injuries. If you remember the reason Justin Herbert even started playing was because they punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung because of yep. rib injury. So if I'm Justin Herbert, I'm terrified right now. I'm probably seeking outside counseling <laughs> to get my rib checked out. Right. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, I think for Justin, he's always going to remember that the word on him coming out of Oregon was that he was soft and it, and it was, yeah. I mean, you, you heard that from scouts who went through there. You didn't hear from the coaches at Oregon. Like no one there ever said it, but West Coast scouts hammered him hard that year. There's a reason that he was the third quarterback drafted. And it was because there was that, hey, he's kind of soft. He's kind of quiet and he's a little aloof. And I think he's always going to hear that. And so in these moments where he's in intense pain, obviously, that fourth down throw is one of the coolest moments that I can remember in the yeah. NFL. As, as someone who's pretty unbiased about this, just the, you know, the moment and the magnitude of it and the obvious pain he was in, he earned a ton more respect for me. I, I'm, I'm a Justin Herbert fan. I, I have been, but I, I think you're right that just like Aaron Rodgers is always going to hear that he was the 24th or 26th pick in the draft, right? Or Patrick Mahomes is always going to count how many times teams passed <laughs> on him or that he was, you know, what number quarterback he was. I, I think guys have to find that edge a little bit. And for Justin, it's, he's going to show that toughness every chance he gets. Yeah. I, and he's just a different kind of guy. I think that was one of the things. And Jeff Schwartz talked a lot about that, that he might be a quieter personality guy and that a lot of times you want that 
you know, Patrick Mahomes, that kind of alpha, the Joe Burrow, like one of those yeah. kinds of personalities. And that's just not what Justin Herbert's about. And you know, Eli I, Manning I am, isn't either. I, so it's like, it's and to I, a point. Yeah. Right. It's, it's weird because leadership comes in all different forms. And if you, if it's too much, then a guy gets labeled arrogant. If it's not enough, they get labeled right. aloof. It's, it's a weird yeah. balancing act. I don't think with him, I think that that settled that narrative and it should settle that narrative forever regarding right. his toughness to go out there. And granted, you and I both know because we've stood down there. Anyone who steps between those lines earns the respect of everyone else of not having yeah. not being tough. Like you can't step between those lines, even if you're not the one getting hit. It, you stand down there and tell me um, that it's a different. It's world. a little different than just, the, the Friday night football. A lot of us played 20 years ago. You know, one a yeah. football in Missouri is a little different than the charters chiefs. Yeah. It's a little different. And I, I, I'm, I am going to say this. I had been making fun of myself for so long, but now that he had a six touchdown performance, I will say that I was happy that the chargers took Herbert. Cause I didn't, or they ended up with Herbert. Cause I didn't want Tua to go to the chargers. <laughs> now it's looking a little better after Tua's right. last game, give credit where it's due. He's Tua looking like well. the, the quarterback, hey, the quarterback that I liked coming I, out. Of I don't Alabama, know how but. chiefs fans feel about Tyreek Hill, but he had a day. He had a day on Sunday and yeah. it's for me, it's, it's just, I root for players, you know, and, and it's fun to watch guys succeed. Jalen Waddle had a great day too. Yeah. I think if, if Tyreek would stop talking so much about yeah. Patrick in that, like it's one thing to, to promote your quarterback and to have your guys back. I think that's, I, that didn't bother me at all. He's talking about the most accurate granted. He's doing it to rile up cheese fans because we will give you engagement. If you say something on oh, social yeah. media, you, you will get all the engagement in the world from Chiefs fans. But I think Pat McAfee said it best. Like Tyreek went down there and made them a much better football team and brought an attitude and a confidence to that team that they probably, I don't know if they needed it publicly, but it's working and they look really, really good. Him and Jalen water and Waddle and what they just did. And then obviously how yeah. Tua is playing. It didn't, he didn't shy off of the kind of the target that Ty Tyreek was putting on his back, but it worked out for both teams. The Chiefs are 2-0, and o, feeling really good about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Tyreek is down there. He's the highest-paid wide receiver in NFL history. He got he got what he wanted. He wanted out based on some of the things that have come out from both sides. Yeah. If you take him at their <clears> word, <throat> both of them are happy at where they're at, and we can just leave it right there. Um, it's not going to stop Chiefs fans from paying attention, but after this weekend, the Chiefs fans are like, you know what? Good for you, Tyreek. You're happy. We're happy. We'll just – call it good right there so matt uh before we get uh before we let you go i do need to get uh, a stock down report on anybody that uh following this weekend or the chiefs game on thursday that uh you think needs uh to prove a little something yeah i mean it's hard to to go stock down on a team that is two and oh but I'll, i will go back to those wide receivers i think we do need to see them step up and there's a lot of that in the nfl right now uh, you know i think you could watch that packers game and say aaron Rodgers doesn't trust anyone he's throwing to i don't think it's to that level with patrick but I think we are seeing them try to figure it out. You know, I think 10 receivers caught a, a pass on Thursday night. So we love that they're spreading the ball around, but someone has to become that go-to player. Um, we've seen them kind of try it with a lot of different guys, whether it's me, Cole, getting attention early or Juju. I think the matchup will dictate who that guy kind of is each week. But against the Colts defense this coming week, a uh, long week, you got a lot of time to prepare. That's what I'm looking for. I want one of these receivers to step up and be that guy, be someone that takes the pressure off Travis Kelsey and opens this pass game up. It'll be interesting to see how many guys come back for the Colts because they are banged up. They they were missing some guys. They have some guys that are playing through some stuff. Yeah. But um, 
we didn't talk about it, but the one good thing also that the Chiefs got through that game last Thursday is that's their short week game. And they got it out of the they got it out yeah. of the way early. They snuck out their win. They got 10 days to rest uh, for guys like Harrison Butker. And shout out the kicker. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out right. that dude. That dude coming in uh, right off the bat. And I thought it was really smart of Coach Reed on that fourth and one from the goal line or that fourth and half from the goal line to go ahead and kick that field goal uh, right at the start of the fourth quarter to tie the game. Didn't want to put him in a bigger, more high leverage Very situation. Smart when you look at it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the way that it played out just at the time, I remember looking at Kent, and I'm like, no, this is the right decision. Like, I don't want that poor kicker to have to the 50th anniversary yeah. of Arrowhead. And you've got all the celebrities, and Jeff Bezos is running around on the sideline. He's got all this hoopla going on with the game and just what it means to to both those teams. Um, I thought that was a great decision. But, yeah, shout out uh, Amendola uh, for what he did in that game. But um, any other thoughts, stock up, stock down reports uh, coming out of week two? I know you watch not just the Chiefs, but the entire yeah. NFL. Any other just thoughts on what was a crazy day uh, across the NFL when you think about yeah. that Ravens-Dolphins game and, and some of the others are just kind of head-scratching yeah. at this point. My guy, Cooper Rush, I've liked Balled that dude since came out of college. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, no, played well. I think probably the biggest surprise to me is the Bengals being 0-2 um, just because yeah. they, I mean, they were in the Super Bowl last year. And sure, there's the history of teams losing the Super Bowl, not doing well the next year, but – 0-2 is shocking, and, and as you mentioned, the offensive line does not look good. Jamar Chase got shut down by Trevon Diggs on Sunday. Uh, Joe Burrow is getting hit like they're playing the Tennessee Titans again. Like It's it's just not a good situation. They've got to fix some stuff there, and it, it, it almost feels like last year was just a Cinderella story, and maybe they just played out of their minds and hit some teams at the right moments, but they have a lot to correct in Cincinnati, and in that division, man, you can't get too far behind because – Baltimore and a loss looked really good. The Steelers, uh, obviously they lost as well, but they're going to get better when TJ Watt gets back and as they kind of figure some things out offensively. So I think for Cincinnati, like if you're looking at a team that is a surprise on the downside, it's, it's them right now. Um, you know, on the upside, you have teams like the, you know, the New York Giants being 2-0, the Jacksonville Jaguars being first in the AFC South. You know, it's, it's crazy right now to see some of the teams that are, are hot versus where we expected them to be. So it's the NFL, man. That's outside of Kansas City. It feels like everything's unpredictable right now. Yeah, I didn't even bring up the Jets-Browns game. I think right. you've got the entire NFL, and and this may be a, a conversation for a different podcast, but some of the stuff coming out of Cleveland with some of the pictures from the tailgates on backing up John is fucking embarrassing. Terrible um, stuff, man. Uh, they're yeah. just going to have the entire rest of the football watching world rooting against them. I've never been a more uh, bigger Garrett Wilson, Joe Flacco fan than when I saw the, the, right. <laughs> the highlight at the end. And then it gives the Ohio sign uh, in Cleveland. So um, anyway, man, Matt Miller from ESPN. We appreciate you for joining us on, on this episode of KCSN Update. Matt will join us every Monday going forward this season with a stock up, stock down report. Matt, where can everybody catch your work and what have you got going on right now that uh, all these Chiefs fans can go and support what you got going on? Yeah, BJ, every Monday and Friday right now on ESPN.com, we're running draft notebooks. So it's myself, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Jordan Reed, kind of mixing it up, giving you our stock up, stock down. Uh, players who popped that you might have missed over the weekend, some predictions just really taking you through the stock market that is the draft, you know, of how players are rising and falling. Um, maybe how some programs like Kansas state are falling right now, while others like Texas are, are playing really well. So you, that's really, really good. 
I mean, you know, I, I was just about to give you a, I was just about to give you a compliment saying, do you know how special it is and how long you and I have known <laughs> each other to hear you come out and say, catch my work alongside Todd McShay and yeah. Mel Kuyper and Jordan Reed's a younger guy, but just to say like, I know Mel Kuyper was your guy. He and so is, I'm sitting yeah. here thinking, man, I'm not going to let you not get away with saying that <laughs> and not remind you of how cool that is to say for the two of us sitting here talking, yeah. you know, 10 years later, all these different platforms that we've been, been on all these different things that we're doing. And then you have to go there. Sorry. It's, it's ingrained in me to, to mess with you every chance I get when, <laughs> you know, what's really tough though is because now with KCSN and, you know, kind of overseeing all of it that as pissed as I am about K-State, like, damn it, like Tulane. And now we're going to do a live show in uh, at Tanner's in Aggieville next week for the Oklahoma game. Not that that's still not a big game, but like yeah. it took some of the the shine away from what it would have been if they had gone out and taken care of business against you know Kansas City's own Willie Fritz, um, you know down there at Tulane just doing a great job. And they had a great game plan. Like it was not a good game by K State at all. And hopefully yeah. they seem to come out and play Oklahoma well every year. But took the sting out, but then got KU on the other side. That's just right. making national headlines. They got Kent Swanson and Scott Chase and doing a KU football. We started the KU basketball show and two months later, they won a national title. We started a KU football show and all of a sudden they start three and oh. I've You're never, welcome, I never Jayhawk knew fans. that I know so many KU football fans until last <laughs> week. I'm like, what? I knew y'all were KU basketball fans, but this is crazy. Yeah. I knew so many KU football fans now, but hey, I will be a Wildcat this weekend. I hope you guys beat Oklahoma. Um, and, and like I said, we uh, early November, a little Texas K State head to head. Hopefully, we'll hopefully that game will matter by the time we get to it for both of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it it'll be a good one. Hopefully, they come out and play well. They like I said, they always play Oklahoma. Um, well, at least they have. I think they won like four of the last six years. Uh, they've won down there. So let's see what Adrian Martinez. I mean, this is what he transferred here for these big games uh, in this moment. So we'll see what he's got. Defense, Felix, those guys got to, it's got to be better. Everybody's got to be better. Uh, but this is the big one. So we'll see what happens. But Matt Miller from ESPN, man, we appreciate you for joining us. And everybody, we appreciate your support, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on our podcast channels. Please uh, drop us a comment, rate, review, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Uh, we got plenty of good stuff here at KC Sports Network this week. Got Matt Castle, Matt Hamilton breaking down Patrick Mahomes in the offense from last Thursday. And Derek Johnson, um, who Matt Miller may have heard of since he played at his favorite school the university of texas and he played for the chiefs a little while all-time leading tackler he'll be breaking down the defense with mike devito and craig stout later this week as well so we are in full gear at kc sports network a lot of good stuff for you and we appreciate uh knowing that there's a lot of places you can get your chiefs content we appreciate being one of those places so until next time chiefs kingdom we'll see you later For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.